five, four, three, two, one. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Inside You. I'm your host, Xavier Audic, and we are back for another episode of Inside You. Going to be a shorter episode today, just a couple of games to work through, so let's get right into it. So, week four of college football kicks off tonight with the game between Tulsa and Temple. Temple coming off a huge win over Maryland last weekend. This is a Maryland team that people were surprised by, excited about following that big upset victory over Texas. They were undefeated at the time. Temple came in and looked like the team that many had picked to win their side of the American Conference entering the season. Tulsa, on the other hand, coming off a close loss to Arkansas State. Many people, I think, rightfully expect Temple to win this game. The real question is, does Temple look like the team that started out the season shaky or the team that pulled off the upset victory last weekend? If they're the latter, they are certainly going to be a force in their side of the American. I've got Temple winning this game. Should be fun to watch. Next things, next we have a huge group of five matchup between Lane Kiffin's Florida Atlantic team and Josh Hoople's UCF team. UCF star Mackenzie Milton struggled a little bit last weekend, but excuse me, two weekends ago. But the Golden Knights still got the job done. Their game last weekend against North Carolina was canceled because of Hurricane Florence. This is the second year in a row that UCF has had a game against a Power Five opponent canceled. Going to have implications could hurt them with the voters long term if they have a shot at making it into the playoff. I know I saw recently this past week that a former playoff voter said that he did think a group of five team could make it in under the current system. I find that hard to believe. Right now we're looking at it and we've got a very likely chance that two SEC teams make it in. Then you've got Clemson and then you've got Oklahoma. Now, let's say for some, something funky happens, Oklahoma ends up looking shady. Remember, the Pac-12 is not completely out. Stanford still could be a legitimate shot at the playoff. They're going to have impressive wins over USC, another impressive win over Notre Dame likely. They've got a good shot at being the team out of the Pac-12, but they also have a very difficult conference schedule. So like I said, I just feel like under this four-team system, very hard to see a group of five team make it in, but who knows? Remember, the one good thing going for the Knights is the hype they have entering the season. Unfortunately, that game that Milton had two weekends ago may have ended his Heisman Trophy candidacy. A lot of people's candidacies have ended so far, like I mentioned on yesterday's episode. I think that Ed Oliver's candidacy is probably done. Khalil Tate's is definitely done, and Milton is on the verge of being done. Also, Bryce Love appears to be kind of done. Um, you know, he sought out last weekend's game against UC Davis. He was held to 29 yards his first week of the season. He has been able to rebound. He had a big game against USC, but he just appears to kind of not be the hot topic of discussion right now. Conversely, Tua Tagovailoa is just lighting up the board. College football is just falling in love with this guy. He's the guy that I think you have to look at and say he's probably in the lead right now. I then have Will Giro right behind him. And then the late charge, which could be the most impressive, is Kyler Murray. I think Murray could take over Tagovailoa just because of kind of the lack of hype he had entering the season. Remember, this is a guy who was drafted by the Oakland Athletics in last year's MLB draft, even with receiving a $4.6 million capital M signing bonus. He decided to return to Oklahoma to play football one last season. 
that's an interesting story in itself. And then if you were to be able to go out and lead the Sooners to a Big 12 championship, an undefeated season, that should be enough to get a Heisman Trophy, in my opinion. So let's get into this FAU-UCF game. So FAU entered the season with a lot of hype. They came in off an 11-game winning streak. Remember, Kiffin's team started 1-3 and three last year. A lot of people were concerned. You know, same old Kiff, all of that stuff. Then they managed to find their spark. You had Jason Driscoll looking like a great player, phenomenal quarterback. But the real story, obviously, was the running back, single Devin Singletary. Um, and unfortunately, this season didn't get off to a great start for Kiffin's team. You know, they did have the unfortunate draw of playing Oklahoma at Oklahoma. That obviously didn't go their way. However, they were able to rebound with a big win over Air Force. Conversely, you have a UCF team coming off of a bye week against a game that would have been played against North Carolina. I'm taking the Golden Knights here. Uh, I definitely see a different FAU team now that Jason Driscoll decided to retire from football. Sure, they still have Singletary and they still have the great linebacker Aziz, but this team just doesn't quite look like the team I saw last season. With that being said, this game also has serious implications for the group of five. Following Boise State's loss to Oklahoma State last week and a team that I don't think many people expect to really compete for a Big 12 championship this year, if UCF were to fall, that may be the end of any group of five team's chance at a uh, playoff game this uh, season. Sure, they'd still be able to make it into the Group uh, New Year's Six Bowl, but it would certainly derail some of the hype from a very interesting Golden Knights squad. So again, I've got Josh Drupal teams winning that game. Then Saturday, a couple of very interesting matchups. Uh, the first one I want to start off is Air Force taking on Utah State. Two head coaches here, Troy Calhoun and Matt Wells, who entered the season definitely on the hot seat. Uh, already, both teams have been interesting. You know, like I said, Air Force did lose to. FAU a couple of weeks ago, but that was a road game. Conversely, Utah State looked very good. I like what I've seen from Jordan Love. Uh, this game, I think the Aggies do end up winning. I just think that the offense of Utah State is a lot more proven than Air Force's, and their defense is just slightly better. But this game could seriously have serious implications for both head coaches' future, so it should be fun to watch. That moves us on to Buffalo and Rutgers. Rutgers really struggling, still dealing with the fallout from the credit card scandal that resulted in eight players being suspended, facing criminal charges, and the latter not looking like the team that people expected from them to start the season. Many people had hoped that Rutgers would be a surprise in the Big Ten this year. Unfortunately, that has not been the case. They started out the season with a big win over Texas State. Then they got absolutely smacked by Ohio State. And then last season, they lost to Kansas. Keep in mind, Kansas hadn't won back-to-back games in 10 years. Okay? So Rutgers right now, Chris Ash's team, certainly a disappointment. You know, they've got a new quarterback in Arder Sitowski. It obviously takes time when you have a young and inexperienced quarterback. But this Buffalo team is not a joke. They have the top wide receiver in all of the group of five in Anthony Johnson. This guy is a human highlight reel. If you haven't had a chance to do so yet, you definitely want to check out his clips. Could certainly be a potential NFL caliber player. And I just think that Buffalo is going to come in and continue to add to Rutgers fans' misery. So I've got Buffalo upsetting there. 
And then the last and most interesting game for me this weekend, we have Akron taking on Iowa State. Remember, Akron's season started off a week later than most because their opening season game against Nebraska was canceled due to a thunderstorm. Since then, Akron's managed to continue to play their brand of football. They had a big win last weekend, upsetting Northwestern. Conversely, Iowa State, Kyle Kemp, their starting quarterback, is still dealing with the fallout from an ankle injury. He will be out of this game. Sure, his backup did look good last weekend against Oklahoma, but I think Akron is going to be able to do enough to get the job done here. And I've got the zips upsetting. So that's it for me today, guys. Like I said, a shorter episode. I'll be back on Monday for what should be another interesting game of weekend of college football. I expect we'll have some more upsets throughout college football, and there'll be a lot to discuss as we enter really the first weekend of college play. You guys have a great weekend, and I will see you soon. Bye.